Welcome to Suplex of Sticks, coming at you straight from the streets of Shibuya City. This is your hosts, David and Seth. Hola. Hola. How's it going, man? I'm alright. I'm, uh, sick, uh, and that's why I sound this way, but otherwise I'm doing okay. Hey, man, the show must go on. And, yep. And, you know as much as it can. So I appreciate you doing this while you're sick. You know, it's uh it's very appreciated. I'm sure the people at home also appreciate it. I hope so cuz I'm trying. I'm trying my best. <laughs> um there is exciting news today, guys. A uh, couple of things that usually a lot of the exciting news doesn't drop on a Wednesday and we got some good stuff today, which is really cool. Um so look forward to that later on. But first off, I'm really excited to talk about it. I didn't talk about it too much last week. That's on purpose. I wanted to give as much time as possible to Spider-Man, and I hope you enjoyed that last week. If you want to listen to our takes about the great game Marvel Spider-Man, go back and listen to last week's episode where we do a full spoilerific discussion at the end of the episode. Uh, it was very good, and... I actually listened to it this past week and quite enjoyed it. Didn't hear some of the jokes uh, your brother did, and so it was kind of nice to re-listen to it. But Yeah, you do have a hard time getting grasping all the jokes that are made while we're recording. Yeah, it's because I'm so focused on getting... making sure there's not a lot of dead air and making sure that the show is going smoothly that I don't necessarily pick up on the humor and I'm hopefully getting better at that, but we'll see who knows, eh. you know, I, at least the show sounds better now with the new mics. You, you, you can almost barely tell that we are both in separate locations now, which is kind of nice. So I mean, I can tell. Well, yeah, we can, but when you're listening to it, uh, to the average person, they probably think we're in the same room. But I well, wanted now to... they don't. Thanks well, a lot. Well, now you they don't. Spoiled but... it. Yeah, I want to talk about Call of Duty, which is kind of hard because you have not played this game at all, but you've played a game that's similar, and I kind of alluded to this last week that I really think that some of I think that Activision kind of forced some of the Call of Duty people to sit down with some of the Bungie people to talk about multiplayer. Because the more I have played Black Ops 4, the more I have felt it is similar to Destiny in all the right ways, to be honest. You have great gunplay with these. So each, each, there's, you can choose not only class, but character which is something the last Black Ops did. So I choose this guy named Prophet, who has an electric gun super that he gets and his rechargeable, like, grenade-esque thing is a little hoverboard that goes around and tases people and lets me know where they are. Correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't the class system in the last one one of the things people did not like about the game? So, I don't think that is what people didn't like. 
because that was the real that was one of the black ops 3 was the first time they tried to compete with overwatch like that and i think what people didn't like for the most part and i like i said i'm i don't know fully because i lapsed really hard i stopped playing call of duty consistently for quite some time but i think what people didn't like is the jetpacks and the hecticness of the the multiplayer you were dying a lot for reasons you didn't quite know and there was a lot of random stuff happening and some things are overpowered which we'll get into but it i think there was a lot of that stuff with the classes that people weren't a fan of but now those are kind of ironed out in this new iteration in my opinion but that it is something that that maybe you don't like as a person. So I can understand that being a gripe to have with the game. But I like it a lot. The I really love that there are these rechargeable abilities with each of the characters. I've used a couple of them. One of them has a dog which that is one of the ones that people probably do complain about because I also complain about it. The dog takes like two full clips of SMG ammo to take down, which is insane. I Oh yeah, the, the dogs have always been a pain. I don't understand why they're so strong, but it is what it is. The helicopters are also crazy strong. They take like three rockets to get down now. Um but it's it's fine. The I wanna I gotta take a step back. The game is split up into three sections: multiplayer, zombies, and blackout. There's no single player, although there's like this weird like get to know the characters thing where you kind of they do like these mini tutorial stories for each of the classes or the characters you can choose from. And the cinematics for those are very detailed and gruesome. This game's very bloody, by the way. This is not this is not a Call of Duty where it's like, oh yeah, you just get you just see the blood splatter a little bit. It's not not actually that bad. Most of the times when I die, I see limbs fly off and stuff. Like it is very uh, mature, which I mean is what they've always been going for, but it hasn't been this detailed uh, as far as I can remember so that's something that's interesting I guess if that's what you're into I mean I just want to play the game I don't necessarily care if it's bloody and gory and stuff but we do have uh, our buddy Chip a listener of the show who sent in some of his impressions he said he's played it for like played Call of Duty games for 13 years, which this franchise really has been going on for too long. That made me realize. And that he's played 48 hours of this game, which is insane. It came out, well, it came out two weeks ago. So that's, I mean, reasonable, I guess, if you really play this game about four hours every night. Jeez, that's a lot of time, Chip. Holy crap. Yeah, it's it's still... <laughs> That's an that, insane amount. You yeah, I mean I mean more power to you. You're probably prestiged and whatever. Um he brings up something I did forget to say. What's really neat about this game, Seth, is the there's no active health regen anymore. Mm. You have to choose to heal. 
you have to push the LB button and it you like do like a Far Cry esque stim stab to your arm and you heal. Oh, that sounds annoying. So it it's a little annoying, but it becomes second nature and it actually takes up one of your buttons, which is one of the things I like because there's a lot less crazy grenades in this game. So you're dying because you get shot most of the time. It's not because someone decided to throw a grenade across half the map or, you know, something weird like that. Someone chucks a throwing knife up in the air and it just so happens to land on you. Like, there's nothing like that where you feel really cheated. So he goes so far as to say that it feels incredibly smooth and the guns feel great and that there's a lot of... The weapons that attributed to the characters are like supers in Destiny. So one of the one of the characters has like a gravity spike, which is you jump up in the air and slam and cause a small earthquake, kind of like the Titan super in Destiny. And there's a couple other things like the Nine Bang, which is this it's the worst thing ever, Seth. You would hate it so much. It's a nine it's like a firecracker of flashbang grenades. And so you get hit nine times with a flashbang. <laughs> and so your character, you you just don't. terrible. Yeah, it's the worst. But luckily it's on the like super recharge timer. So you don't, it doesn't happen all that often. Maybe once a match if it, if it happens to you. So he, he really liked the blackout, uh, it says, you know, just the same thing I did. It feels great. He says it's better than PUBG. I've never played PUBG, so I can't comment on that. But I like it a lot. I like it better than Fortnite because it's first person and I'm better at first person shooters. I said that last week. And he doesn't get uh, too much into zombies. But I will because I we played a lot of zombies this past week. And let me tell you what, Seth, I'm glad you didn't buy this game because of the Roman map, because it's not as melee and old times as it kind of looked when we first saw the trailer. Because I remember you actually being kind of intrigued by that. And it's right. It's not as exciting. I mean, it's still really neat. And it's it's kind of fun that this Roman time zombie map like has zombie tigers in it and you can do some easter egg stuff to fight a zombie elephant eventually but Uh it's got these four towers dedicated to four gods right and each of the gods are they're different like one's an irish god one's a roman god one's a norse god it's kind of neat but you know it's it's just not as melee heavy like Roman gladiator style as we once, as we thought it was. Ah, I see. So other than that, there's like a, there's the Titanic zombie map, which I played a little bit on. It's crazy to play that map because it literally starts the moment the Titanic hits the iceberg. So the ship is moving slowly and it's kind of fun for it to tilt and water to accumulate in areas and i haven't played the third zombies map to be honest so i can't talk about it but overall i'm having a fun time with this game 
I'm really excited to put it down and play some of the other games I've been neglecting, but I I have been doing a lot of Call of Duty to actually be able to talk about it like I did today, because it's really easy to just say that this is a multiplayer game you can have fun with and it's smooth, but there's there is a lot to it. There's it's uh it's very fun and they're they're working on improving it and it's had a very smooth launch. That's one of the reasons a lot of people like it is because apparently it's been the smoothest Call of Duty multiplayer launch ever, basically. And I mean they they obviously worked very hard on this game, so they they deserve some credit. It is definitely fun. Very reminiscent of Destiny. If you like Destiny multiplayer, you'll like Call of Duty Black Ops 4. So that's Chip's take intermingled with my take. And uh, Seth doesn't have one. So what did you Correct. play this week, Seth, so that you can talk? Um. Well, let me think. I know that I played... Uh, I'm trying to think if I played anything else, but for the most part, I've been playing The World Ends With You Final Remix on the Nintendo Switch. Ooh. Um, it is a game that I initially planned on holding off uh, getting because I wanted to I, I wanted to see what you thought of it because I was very... I had a lot of trepidation about the stuff that I had read about how it was ported onto the Switch, and I wasn't sure if I would enjoy it. Like I thought I I thought I would still enjoy it just because it's a really good game. Right. Um and it one of my favorite games ever when it was on the on the DS. But it's, you know, you you want those when you hold something in such high regard in your memory, you kind of you don't want to taint that, I guess. And so that was one thing I was worried about. Uh but then um I just kept thinking about it. And realized I wanted to play it again. Uh, and so I went and got it. Um, so I've been playing through that. And the good news is... Um, it The the port is, is done pretty well for what it is. Um, the, it's, all, it's always going to be a fundamentally different experience from, it was, from what it was on the DS. Because that game made heavy use of the DS's two screens. Um the the whole the key thing about it was in battles on the DS you had two characters acting um simultaneously on each screen and you had to control them at the same time. And so you had to keep going looking back and forth between the two uh and they and they both sh- shared one health bar. Um and so it made things very hectic, but it also you could reach this kind of zen state where you just were absorbing everything that was happening at one time um so that's not necessarily in this game but the battle system is still pretty fun to do um the story is still really cool the the characters are all great the music is still as amazing as it was um and there's a whole like every single track in the game is remixed um so there there are basically two two soundtracks of the game. Uh so yeah, it's it's been really fun. I'm not all the way through it. Um but it's definitely a game I would recommend if you have a Switch and if you never played the first one. Um 
But honestly, I... It's also kind of annoyed me that there is no real way to play it on the TV. So, like, when I... When the game was first announced, I was really excited because I wanted to be able to play it on the TV and have, like, the soundtrack um, be playing through that, through the, the TV speakers and be able to see all the 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 glory that is the their heavily stylized Shibuya um, in full HD. And on the Switch's screen, the, the visuals, they do look great. Um, but the problem is... Because of the way, like, the the controls work, it's just, it's not really feasible to play through the game on the TV. Because the game is a port of the, the iOS version of this game. And so, every all the controls on that were obviously all touchscreen. And so, instead of trying to create a control scheme for the buttons it is instead you use one joy-con and you just kind of um replicate the the swipes and the different the different touch commands that you would do on the touchscreen using the um using the joy-con as like kind of a stylus on the screen um that's so weird and it it really it does not work. It's it's very imprecise, um, and it makes it takes a lot longer to do things that you could do a lot quicker on on the touchscreen. And a lot of the stuff it doesn't even like it won't even recognize some gestures you make. Uh, and so I gave up on that pretty early, and it was honestly really annoying um, because like I have to. I'm I'm holding the switch in my hands, um, and it has these two Joy Cons attached that basically do nothing. Um, like not even the joystick does anything. It's either all touchscreen or just the one Joy Con. Um, and I don't know. That's really annoying because like this is a full priced console game that basically right. the only way to play it as is as if it's a mobile game. Um, and I get that they're like they they remix the whole soundtrack, which is cool. And there is a kind of a short little post game scenario. Um, although all the stuff I've read about it is that it doesn't really continue the story, and it's honestly not that much. It just kind of repeated stuff from the main campaign. Um, so that is not really like it's. I don't I don't see what a person is would be missing out by just buying this on their iPhone or something and playing it on that. Um and so that's kind of annoying to me because yeah, on even on I don't I don't rem- remember how much it costs on on the on the App Store, but it's cuz you know Square Enix games they always cost an arm and a leg on there. But even then, it's probably like I don't know, like 20 bucks. And that's, it's definitely not fifty. Yeah, it's not fifty, um, and so that's kind of annoying to me. That yeah, they I guess they sort of half cre- did a version of the game that you can you can play on the TV. Um, 
it's but not, seventeen ninety nine. Yeah, so that's which is definitely not fifty. And so there, there were many times that I like before the game was announced that I wanted to replay this game and thought of getting it on on iPhone. Uh, and then when when they announced they were redoing this, I decided not to. Um, and I mean, I, I, it's not that I regret my decision. It's just sort of annoying that I can't actually play the game how I want to, because the the reason as, aside from the two screens on the DS. Like, there was, you know, there was only so many buttons on the DS. Like, it had two, it had the, the four face buttons, and the D-pad, and L and R, and that was it, outside of the touch screen. Right. Um, so the stuff that, like, there wasn't that many options to have, to control the two characters at the same time. But it's not like the the switch has those same restrictions like it has the same amount of controls um on one joy-con um and so they easily could have created a different version that you that utilized both um the the d-pads and and the joysticks and the and the shoulder buttons right. of both joy-cons to control the separate characters um so I don't know. It's just kind of annoying. Be- but because the game itself is still really fun, um, the it's definitely easier than the DS game was. Um, one so, one of the cool things about it is that you can you can adjust your character's level on the fly to kind of increase or decrease the difficulty of stuff, um, and it also like inversely uh, increases or decreases your drop rate of of items and stuff. And so I've been pretty um, consistently and easily been able to go through the game on the hard difficulty, like 20 levels down than what my current level is, um, and not really had any issue beating the enemies. Um, I got, I just finished one of the bosses in the game, and I, I did it in kind of one special move. Like it, it took out the boss's whole life bar. Whoa! Um, and that is not something I recall happening when I originally played it on the DS. <laughs> um, so it's definitely easier, uh, and I think that's probably like it, it's probably for the people who want to play it on TV. Um, now there is one thing: the there is a, a co-op mode that I have not really been able to try. Um, when you play it on the TV, um, and each person controls one of the characters with their own Joy-Con. Which does sound like it would be a cool thing, but I have not really had anyone to play that with. Um, right. So, I don't know. It's still, it's a good game. I just don't know that it's worth what is being charged for it. So, so let me note, as uh, as someone who was frustrated with the... I So when I tried to play the original DS1, I guess I just, at the time, I didn't feel like I had the time to learn that kind of control scheme Yeah. with how difficult it was. And so picking this up and, and doing the tutorials and everything, and I'm a little bit past the tutorial, but it, it felt really kind of nice that it was more simple. 
but I can understand if you're someone that enjoyed the complexity and you beat it the first time and that was your first yeah. experience. It would it would be like if I went back and played like Bioshock without any of the combat. It was just kind of a walkthrough. Yeah. Like it would it like it takes the teeth away from it. Now the I will say that there is um the the less in complexity of the battle system and the lower difficulty is not necessarily a bad thing. It is kind of nice that I can um I can just kind of go through the game and experience the stuff without having to get too worried. And if I want to, I can crank up the difficulty to make stuff harder. Um, right. And it's also nice that some of the more obscure systems in the game for um, leveling up and, and evolving your pins, which are the different things that let you use different attacks, are not uh, there in this game. Because one of the most annoying things about the one on the DS is that the way the system works is you enemies drop these pins, which you can equip, which let you use different attacks, um, and you can level those up by getting in by doing battles. Uh, like the the pins get their own special uh, experience, and if they right. some of them can evolve into stronger versions of the pins. Um, but there are different types of experience that you get, and and some can only evolve using different ways. Now that is still in this one, but um, one of the main ones was there. Were, there were three types of experience in the previous one: one that you got from battles, one that you got for leaving the game in sleep mode. Um, so it is. It's one of the first games that actually kind of you are benefited by not playing it, which was kind of cool at the time. And the other one on the DS, there was like this. Um, hibernate mode that you could put it in and close the lid of the DS and if you like walked around and there and there were other people walking around with their game in this hibernate mode you would get experience for that um, uh, so yeah. it, it's kind of like the street pass system on the 3DS but before uh, it was like baked into the system and also I'm, there were not that many people walking around with this game. Um, <laughs> yeah, of course. And so there were... It was kind of annoying for if you wanted to evolve or get some of the other pins, you just really couldn't get it. And so they've taken some of that out. And some of the other ones, it, it there seem to be looser restrictions on making them evolve, which is good. Um, but yeah, so like it's it's still fun. Like I I am enjoying it still. Um, and I can appreciate it for what it is, which is a kind of watered-down version of the original game. But it's still a very good game. It's not um, the kind of transcendent experience that the original DS game was for me. Um, and so I would like I would recommend if you've never played it, and if you have access to the game and a Nintendo DS, that's how you would play it. Um, but if not, this is a this is a quality uh, version of the game to get. Uh, though honestly, if uh, I might, if just buy it on like the iPhone or something. Yeah, it's so it's hard for me to go with you on that only because I think there was a quote or something about how they want to keep supporting this title, but they. 
I, there was some sort of quote. I can't remember exactly what it was, but they basically need to see support for this. True. Um, so it's hard for me to fully go with you on that, even though I agree with the sentiment because I would love to see a, and I know I used the analogy of teeth earlier. I would love to see a, a, a fully fanged version of this on the, the switch, like a new, a new title because yeah, definitely. I do feel kind of, since you've been talking about it, feel kind of cheated that I'm not getting that experience um, but there's almost no room in my life for me to go buy a, buy a DS again yeah. and, you know, buy a copy of this and I'm just going to play this version and enjoy it, which I, I have been so far. Yeah. So it's still um, a good game. I, I'm, I'm between playing that and Undertale on my switch. So it's. You know, I've been playing a lot of things lately, but now that I can, um, I'm only doing Call of Duty every so often now, so it's, it's, I can put more time into RPG stuff before we get to the, uh, you know, Smash and other games like that coming out. Yeah. So, but good, I'm glad, I'm glad that it was positive because we, we, so every week we talk before the episode, of course, we don't just get on a call and start recording right away. And so the, the way you kind of said, um, I'll talk about it on the episode had me nervous that you were going to kind of rip this apart. So no, no, it, 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 it makes me a little more at ease to know that you feel positively about it still. Yeah. Um, and I mean, fortunately, the the game underneath the uh, the controls is still really good. So, like, they couldn't. They would take it would have taken them a lot to make this game not good anymore. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's still a good game, and I still enjoy it. So, thanks, Chip, for uh, contributing to the what we played this week portion of the show and uh thanks for listening to that and with that we're going to encourage you to share this episode with your friends and your loved ones and people you hate all that good stuff let them know what you think by reviewing us and liking our facebook all that good stuff we tweet we're gonna tweet more um you know it's just when we get the chance. And we have an Instagram where we post the new episodes every week and all that good stuff. So follow all that at Suplex the Sticks on all of those, essentially. And if you ever want to send us reports or anything, of something you've played or whatever, or stuff you'd like to like us to play, you can message us on all of those or email us at suplexthesticks at gmail.com. We would love, I would love for recommendations because most of the time I get my recommendations from other video game podcasts or Seth. So I kind of hardly ever go blindly buying games on the eShop or anything like that. Yeah. I do sometimes based like solely on how a game looks, but yeah. Yeah. And then sometimes you end up like me and you buy the messenger and you don't like it at all. So yeah. (laughs) Well, 
Yeah, that that does happen sometimes. Yeah. Um. So I want to talk about something that, and and I, I'm maybe gonna catch flack with some people about this, but uh, what's Bethesda sent out a letter earlier this week, um, like pre-apologizing for the broken mess Fallout seventy six is gonna be. Which did you see this letter? I did not. I mean, I saw that they kind of. I didn't know that. I didn't realize it was an apology. I saw that they put something out, kind of warning people about what to to temper their expectations. Yeah, yeah. That that's it was kind of like a pre-apology. Like, listen, we know our games are usually buggy, but this one's gonna be special. Like, it was. I don't. I don't think this game is going to be ready. Either that or they're really worried about how actual people are going to break things in it. I'm not sure. Um, My friend Joe at work genuinely hopes this game fails so that Bethesda doesn't feel compelled to add systems like this to the future Elder Scrolls and stuff. Because he hates the city building and stuff like that. Yeah, he just I mean, wants to play a good RPG. It's certainly not what I would want to do in an Elder Scrolls game, though. <laughs> I mean, I've, I, I wonder if it was in the next Elder Scrolls if I would be more into it. And it's just I may be turned off because I don't really care about um, Fallout that much. Yeah. So it's so it's honestly, if you want a detail of it, it's. Basically, a mix of Fortnite building and Minecraft, essentially. And the, with no real goal, at least what it wasn't, no real goal in Fallout 4. Um, but it, just, it is what it is. There's a, there is an audience for it. I just don't think that this is it, Chief. Like, I don't, <laughs> that ain't it. Um, but... They, yeah, the early apology, and then a lot of people are mad about the beta hours. Did you, did you see this? No, I did not. So the beta hours are not, when, when you think of full console beta, Seth, you think of a couple of days where you get to play it, right? Yeah. Well, they are doing more of the, um, the Splatoon, like, global, Uh, global test fire type thing. Yeah. They're doing that instead. And because these people, I guess they... Okay, so the problem is they use the word beta. That's <laughs> that's yeah. the first problem. That and they are only allowing them to play for like two hours at a time. And so people are frustrated, not only because it's a short amount of time, and they were promised... I guess Xbox players were promised like a week before PlayStation people. Right. And so they thought they were getting a full week and they're not. They're only getting like two days of two-hour increments. Uh. So they're mad also because they're like, if you're expecting us to break this game and so that you can learn from it, there's no way we're going to be able to do that much in two hours. Yeah. Which is also true. <laughs> So it's it's very I don't know this game never really grabbed me and so I don't want to like spend too much time bashing it because I'm sure they spent a lot of time working on it 
and it's something that some people out there are going to love, but between like making sure to send out a letter of, Hey, uh, temper your expectations and these, this weird beta that they're doing, it's, it all just kind of seems odd that, I don't know, it just doesn't seem like a game that's ready to come out, but they're still going to push for it because they're Bethesda and they kind of hide behind the guise of, well, our games are buggy. So, I mean, they always are buggy. That's kind of, <laughs> it's honestly kind of one of the, the draws to them. That is true. I just, I don't know, I, I wish, maybe it's just because I wish this game was a different type of game. But, you know, some people will like it. Um, let's see, we've got, there's no real news behind this. I just saw the headline and there was no real meat to the article on IGN. But Xbox Game Pass is coming to PC. So that's kind of cool. They're going to be doing a full version of it with, you know, I they didn't say whether or not it'll be separate titles from what's available on the Xbox, but... Now you'll be able to play with your PC friends with Game Pass compatible titles, which is neat. Interesting. Um, do you, I want to get into this ridiculous piece of news that I didn't talk to you about before, and then we can get to the big piece. But Devil May Cry 5 has an Ultra Edition coming out. Did you see the Ultra Edition? I did. It's certainly <laughs> an ultra edition. Uh, yes, it is. It is $8,000, and it comes with a full wearable version of Dante's jacket. Yeah. There are, which... two, other, there are two other versions, one with Nero's jacket and one with uh, v, V's cloak. Really? Okay, so yeah. I didn't see those. I just saw Dante's jacket. Yeah. It's actually interesting. Nero's jacket is not a bad-looking jacket, but again, <laughs> way too much money. Yeah, that's it's a lot of money, and I, I imagine it's high-quality leather and all that stuff because yeah. they, it is eight thousand dollars. But man, <laughs> if there was ever a limited edition, I would get. It would probably be that one. Yeah, <laughs> just because it's so ridiculous. Uh, yep, it's I. It's something. Uh, I'm I'm so it's I'm so excited for this game to come out. I'm so bummed it's coming out in January along with Kingdom Hearts cuz I know I'm going to have to split some time for it, but I I am really excited for what's coming in the gaming world. Really really January's just got me hyped. Yeah. Um but there is a game coming out in December, Seth, that we need to talk about. That we, we declared a moratorium on earlier. We a did. We e had e either a month or two months ago. Yeah, we had that big episode where we talked about all of the Smash leaks and, and the fun news that was going on. And then we said, all right, we're not going to talk about this anymore until there's actual new news about it. Yeah, because and, there, there's a there. We were saying until the next direct. Yeah, but, and that's still coming. People have uh, speculated it'll be at the beginning of November, just based on like how how much time is left between when the game comes out. Um, 
So that's definitely still coming, but and there's no actual real news. But there was uh, something that seems to be one mother load of a leak, if it is in fact real, which we don't know what it if it is, but it's I... it's certainly tantalizing. As as someone who so this essentially what happens to get to the meat of it is someone snapchatted what looked like uh, promotional material of the new banner with all the characters and it's very fuzzy but as someone that has had to reset marketing in a video game store the papers behind it with the instructions of how to set up the marketing it looks exactly like the the instructions you would get in a box so that that kind of ring that that added authenticity to it for me there's this whole uh leak twitter that um i sent seth the thread but you know these people photoshopped the image to get the person's name to find out on linkedin that he worked for this swiss or french printing company that works with bandai namco and yep they they print promotional material for them so it's it all seems legit yeah like they it it seems like this guy would have a feasible reason to have this material um one of the weird things about it is that there is this i guess promotional image um sitting on this desk underneath the 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 smash stuff of a picture from the new Grinch movie, but it's a <laughs> yeah. picture that like has not been released in promotional images yet. So, uh, it's it it's it's a weird thing. Like it's this guy, whoever's doing this, clearly has some kind of background in working with uh, companies' uh, promotion stuff. Um, part of one of the things. Uh, was an image of like a banner of one of the stages um that has also not been released yet like has not been used by Nintendo in an official capacity right um so there is there is some credibility here um and the actual characters themselves uh i mean it it would be amazing um but it's almost it's almost too good to be true to me. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it really, this, this list of characters, um, which really it's highlighted by mock writer, but <laughs> I, which that's a joke, but I, I didn't know that mock writer was a game to be honest. <laughs> really? So that, that was an interesting one. You know, honestly, the dark horse of this list that got me really excited was Shadow. Yeah. I, so the, I guess... The list of characters is uh, Ken from Street Fighter, Shadow the Hedgehog, uh, Gino from Super Mario RPG, Banjo-Kazooie, Isaac from Golden Sun, uh, the Chorus Kids from Rhythm Heaven, and Mock Rider from the NES game Mock Rider. Whew. That's a real who's who list of Smash characters there. Yeah. Like, that um, is... And it's, like, 
I know you said Mach Rider's weird. It wouldn't be surprising. I think he Sakurai has talked before about wanting to put him in previous games. Um the chorus kids were one that were part of a, a huge leak from from the previous game, but did not end up making the cut. Um and the other ones are are all highly requested characters. So it's not it's not out of the realm of possibility, but it is it's it's right there on the fringes. Really, the big wild card in this is Banjo. Yeah. The um, the fact that they got if if it's real, the rights to Banjo is or at least the rights to use him is pretty big. Yeah, it'd be crazy. Uh and you and you'd have to wonder if if they were putting him in the game, would that be because there is a new banjo game coming? Probably not. Oh man. Don't don't go don't make me go chase those waterfalls. Yeah. <laughs> because that uh that'd be so good. That would be so good. I there's studios that Nintendo is not saying what they're working on right now. Um and so I just am desperate to know what they're working on, but I know that it'll all come in due time, so I just have to be patient. So. Yeah. So that's that was the uh, Grinch leak, as they're calling it. It's really weird. Uh, it might be real. It's hard to believe it is, but uh, yeah. I'm really hoping it is, and it is actually a precursor to a new Golden Sun coming out. Yeah, we we all we can all hope that. Yeah. So I mean, I oh man, that's it's just a lot more. We'll we'll declare another moratorium. Um, until the next uh, direct, but this was it's a pretty big and pretty credible leak. So, and yep. it's very exciting, very very exciting. Um, did you have any news, Seth, that you wanted to talk about? Um, let's see. There uh, is uh, Target released a bunch of images of the new Lego Overwatch sets that are going to be coming out. Um, oh, really? I don't know if you saw them. They they look pretty cool. Some of them are smaller ones that are like recreations of some of the levels and and the payloads. Uh, one of them is is um, Hanamura with Genji and uh, Hanzo. Um, that's awesome yeah there's one with dorado that's got uh what are those guys named soldier 76 and reaper and mccree uh and also the payload of that that's pretty cool and then there are bigger ones um that are diva and reinhardt they're pretty cool and there's also a a a massive i think it's like a 90 dollar bastion you can get that transforms into its turret mode Oh my so those gosh. Are, those are pretty pretty cool looking. Uh that um, I would almost go for like a ninety dollar diva though. Yeah. The yeah, the diva one looks cool though. Oh wait, there is a diva one. Yeah. Okay. It's it comes with Reinhardt, but they're they're pretty big. They're pretty large size. But I think the Bastion one is enormous. Um let's see. Uh in Spider Man release its new game plus update um which is cool i don't know is the i don't know if the dlc is out yet but one of the the the, heist is out have you played any of it no because your brother is that's right he has my system Uh, one of the (laughs) 
Yeah. One of I the cool things. To him. One of the cool things that was released with New Game Plus was in the photo mode. Um, you can now add stickers to your pictures, uh, and the uh, one of the developers announced this with a picture of Spider Man in in one of the early game scenarios, uh, adding a bunch of puddle stickers to this this um, <laughs> construction site, uh, oh, calling back to game. the infamous Puddle Gate that people were really mad about. Man, so that was, those that was funny. Wrong. But that's that's about it for me. Um, so I'm surprised you didn't bring this up, but uh Sony delayed Days Gone by two months. Oh, that's right, uh, yeah. Which uh would follow along with my E three prediction and others that uh this game is never coming out. You will never see it. It will never see the light of day. Yeah. And then we'll be gone. So It'll be days gone. Yep. Or as Seth said in the group chat, delays gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty good. Uh, um, it, yeah, it was weird. I mean, when they showed it at E3, it looked like it was an actual game. But now I am more suspicious. Yeah. Like I said, and I've said it multiple times, when you have to scrap your entire game because you realize that's not fun, that's probably not good. Yep. Um... <laughs> So, I mean, good on you for realizing that and not putting it out, but yikes. Get, do something else. Um, <laughs> come on. Yeah. Zombies, zombies are done. I, but then again, every time I say that, there's new zombie games coming out and people are excited. So I can't say that. But, I mean, come on. There's just too many of them. But... The other piece of news I, that I was more surprised you didn't bring up, and I tagged you in it on Twitter this past week, but Kingdom Hearts' Twitter started tweeting out high-quality screenshots of stuff. Yeah. Um, from Twilight Town and the Hercules stage, which is interesting because in Kingdom Hearts 1... We went to um, normal Earth. We went to like uh, the arena. And in Kingdom Hearts 2, we went to the underworld. Right. And it looks like in this game, we're going to Mount Olympus, which is going to be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's they, they did a lot of screenshots from the Hercules planet. And they also did a lot from Twilight Town with uh, Hainer, Pence, and Olette there working alongside Sora to find their friend Roxas, which yeah, I'm sure will exciting. be a heartbreaking part of the game. Indeed. Or heartwarming. Hopefully a little bit of both. So yeah. I I'm so excited for that game. Man. January is gonna be big. It will. Uh too big even. Yeah, for real. I mean we've got I'm sure there's other stuff in January coming out too besides Devil May Cry and Kingdom Hearts. And I mean, I don't know how I'm going to have time because between the uh, motorcycle dual wielding <laughs> of Devil May Cry and the uh, the weird... Oh, and, and this is a public reminder to you, Seth, to pre-order Kingdom Hearts okay. um, at GameStop. Right. Not that I am a shill for GameStop, but if you do pre-order it, you get a 
nice like cloth banner mm. of the characters in their Toy Story form. Huh. There was a vote via GameStop when you pre-ordered it whether they would they would be in their Frozen garb, the Monsters Inc. garb, or the Toy Story garb. And the Toy Story one won. Which cool. made me happy. Although I kind of wanted a giant cloth banner of Sora as a furry, which would be really funny. Well, I would not want that. <laughs> uh, but now we get him as a toy, which is kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah. True. So. Um, and that's that's all the news for me. Uh, besides the weird thing that I guess this small mobile company decided to make a Pokemon Go clone where you collect biblical figures instead of Pokemon. Oh yeah, sounds fun. Which, can you get can you get Meltan in it? Uh, uh, I don't know, but he does. Meltan does evolve to Mel Metal. Yeah, that's true. Catch uh, four hundred Meltan. He looks like a. Huge. He looks like a monster. Yeah, he's pretty um, cool. I'll probably man, never get him though. I I I paid off. We we can end the episode with this. Um, some Pokemon Go hype, or Pokemon Let's Go hype, because I paid off my copy nice. the other day. So I'm really excited. Um, you know, as I said on the show, me and Marion got the uh the ones with the Pokeball Joy-Con cool and so i'm really really excited for that game nice i don't understand people on people on twitter are still talking about how it's casual and how it's frustrating and especially on the uh like uh, nintendo groups on facebook that i'm in it's weird that people are still holding on to this you know we that's how nintendo fans are yeah and all fans they get they get tricked into buying things they don't want yeah like a pokemon that's casual but i did just get giratina today in pokemon go so i'm excited to transfer that over if i can and have a giant giratina following me around in pokemon let's go well good i'm glad (laughs) um so with that, uh, we appreciate you listening, and especially to us rambling about random things. Yeah, mainly um, you. Yeah, mainly me. I do that. And, well, we appreciate that, and we will see you next week. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.